T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. From KMOX Sports. The bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You bet. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a slammer. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Here we go on a Thursday. Welcome into the program. My name's Matt Pauley. I was commenting on social media earlier today. If you're going to start a new job in the middle of a baseball season, well, then the All-Star break is probably the best week to do it because we've been able to get to know each other a little bit here over the last few days with full editions of Sports Open Line. That's going to uh, wrap up today. Cardinals are back at it tomorrow evening and uh, then Sports Open Line will be kind of hit and miss moving forward. Although we have two shows next week, Monday and Thursday next week, so we certainly uh, will continue to have some shows here and there. If you want to join us today, you can do so. You can call or you can text 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. You can tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. That's how you spell my name. Uh, this is what we've got going on the program today. Polo Asensio is going to join us in just a few moments, uh, Spanish uh, language play-by-play broadcaster for the St. Louis Cardinals. We'll get his thoughts on uh, the second half. We'll get his thoughts on uh, the trade rumors. This is trade rumor season right now, uh, not just in baseball, but in hockey as well for baseball. A lot of talk about Juan Soto. A lot of Cardinal fans really, really, really want the team to be in on him. Uh, there are some rumors out there about maybe what it would take. I continue to have a hard time believing that that deal can get done. Uh, but we'll talk hockey rumors as well. Luke Korak, who covers the Blues for uh, NHL.com, he's going to join us at 635, and we're going to uh, discuss uh, the Matthew Kachuk rumors and whether or not the Blues can get that done. Not only is it a challenge for the Blues to put together a package uh, that Calgary would accept, it's a challenge for the Blues to be able to potentially sign Kachuk to a deal with their salary cap situation it is not easy. So we'll talk with uh, Luke Korak coming up uh, later on in the program as well. We wrap up our series, the state of the NL Central. We will wrap that up today by uh, looking at the first place Milwaukee Brewers. Andrew Wagner, who covers uh, the Brewers, is going to join us at 720 today. So we did the Reds on Monday. We did the Cubs on Tuesday with the Pirates yesterday, and we are doing the Brewers today. So a perfect uh, four-day series here during the All-Star break. So that's what's going on during the course of the program today. What an All-Star break for Albert Pools Had the home run derby where he somewhat surprisingly was able to uh, get through a round. Then he had the uh, the All-Star game, 
And then yesterday, the ESPY's being held, and he won uh, the Humanitarian Award. So uh, we're going to play his acceptance speech from the Humanitarian Award coming up a, a little later on. I found this interesting, by the way. So yesterday on the show, we talked a lot about Brian Snitker's managing of the All-Stars. And a lot of people took issue with Paul Goldschmidt coming out after one at-bat. I was kind of, eh, whatever. Like I would have liked to have seen him get another at-bat, but not the end of the world. The thing I was more upset about was that Pujols was used in the fourth inning. And if you were listening yesterday, you heard me say, baseball is a sport where we see so often these great, magical moments. But you have to be in position for a magical moment. And when the National League is down by a run in the eighth and in the ninth inning, that's the moment that I want to see Albert Pujols come up to the plate. I don't want to see him in the fourth inning. I want to see him in the eighth and ninth inning. Well, uh, one of the broadcasters for the Oakland A's, Vince Catronio, he tweeted out just a little while ago, and I find this to be very interesting, and this backs up my point. Uh, Catronio tweeted out about three hours ago, quote, Paul Blackburn revealed to us today while pitching to Albert Pujols, he noticed the catcher, Alejandro Kirk, calling for nothing but inside fastballs, maybe for Albert to get one more special moment. He went along with it, and Albert hit one to deep left, just not quite deep enough. So a major league pitcher basically admitted that they were trying to set Albert up to have another big moment with all these inside fastballs right into the wheelhouse of pool holes. It just didn't work out. Wouldn't have you much rather have seen that happen in the eighth or ninth inning? It just it backs up what I said yesterday because it would have been really, really cool for that to uh, for that to happen. By the way, kudos to Paul Blackburn for actually admitting uh, that. I don't know if Alejandro Kirk has uh, talked about that at all either, but uh, pretty cool that he would admit that they were trying to set it up. And it just shows the respect that uh, players have for uh, for Pujol. So we certainly saw that during the All Star, excuse me, the uh, Home Run Derby uh, when when they all came out to uh, to honor him. All right, so we've got a lot to get to today. Again, if you want to join us, three one four four three six seventy nine hundred. You can call. You can text. 314-436-7900, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. When we return, we are going to be joined by Cardinals Spanish language broadcaster, uh, Polo Asensio, and uh, we'll get his thoughts. He was at the uh, at the All-Star festivities. We'll get his thoughts on those and also uh, what the Cardinals need to do here moving forward into the second half of the season. That's all coming up. It's Sports Open Line on a Thursday night on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Work or play? KMOX is right there with you. We go where you go. Polo Sencio on the call on the St. Louis Cardinals Spanish language radio broadcast. And with that, let's uh, welcome Polo on to the program. Now, I hear you are still in California loving life right now. Is that correct? I, hey, Matt, first of all, welcome Thank back you. to your hometown. Um, it, it, it's ha- I'm happy to talk to you. I never met you before, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that you gave me a chance to be in your show. And, and, and let's go, man. And yeah, I mean. It's, uh, I'm in California. I'm enjoying life. Not only when I'm in California, but when I'm everywhere. I mean, because that's that's what that's the whole point, right? Let's let's enjoy it. Let's have fun. And I mean, you guys, uh, if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, you know the last couple of days have been a lot of fun for me here in LA. Um, it, it was just great. The the All Star break, the All Star game, the All Star festivities, everything A plus from MLB from the Dodgers. And let's see what happens next next year with Seattle. But it was a lot of fun. There was so much focus on Albert Pujols, and, and rightfully so. And we saw him speak with the, his teammates in the clubhouse and talk about uh, what the what those days meant to him. Uh, what just from watching him and seeing everything that he went through. In, in your words, how special was it for Albert to get this kind of midseason send off? And let's just say he had a permanent smile. Permanent smile from the minute he got there to the minute he picked up his stuff and went back to the hotel. And then yesterday, winning the Muhammad Ali Award for uh, the SP, SP, sorry, I think that was the little cherry on top for Albert Pujols last three days, you know, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. 
it was great. It was great for him. And I think the way he approached everything, the way he presented himself, the way he was available for every single member of the media, I think the rest of the guys in that clubhouse, not only the, the National League, but the American League, I hope they keep an eye on that. They learn from that because nobody, nobody is bigger than baseball. And if Albert Pujols has time to talk to some media member from the other corner of the world, I don't see why everybody else doesn't. So it, it was great for me to see it, to be witness, to have had the chance to work closely with Albert the last couple of months. I mean, when he was with San Luis, the last time I was not around, I was, I was a fan of baseball living in Southern California. Now I have a chance to work with him closely, calling the games in Espanol for the Cardinals. It's great. It is great to see him, to see uh, how he went from being frustrated at times because he was not playing, he was not getting at-bats, to getting a lot of at-bats towards the end of the first half, to see him get to the All-Star break and, and did what, what he did and do what he did during the All-Star break, during the home run derby, and even during the game, even though he had won at-bat, and you know, he, he, he popped up, if I, if I recall correctly. I mean, it was great. It was great to see him. And it just, uh, like I said, an example for every single young superstar or young star that it's about to be a superstar that things can be done easily with a smile, just the way Albert Pujols did this. He made reference to the young players, and it really felt like this was an all-star game and all-star festivities where there was a lot of focus on that next generation of player. It really feels like... This this next generation is going to be able to do some really special things. It, it, I mean, it it feels like that, right? I mean, when you have guys like like Julio Rodriguez, I mean, that guy killed it in the home run derby. One of the guys with the most votes, uh, Arona Acuna, Juan Soto, Stanley Marte, even though he's a little more of a veteran now, uh, 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 Vladimir Guerrero Jr. All of those guys, they just he just has a magnet. With, with all the players, especially the Latino young players that saw him as an example, as, a, as somebody or something they wanted to be. Now they have that chance. And, yeah, I mean, baseball is young. Baseball is exciting. And, and, and let's keep that excitement. Let's keep that excitement going. And I, and I know the second half of the season for Albert Pujols and for all of baseball is going to be very, very exciting. I'll ask you this. Would have you have liked to have seen him get his at-bat maybe a little bit later in the game? No, I think everything was perfect. I think the the way both managers did their thing, and the same thing with with uh, Miguel Cabrera. I mean, nobody's talking about oh, Miguel Cabrera came in too early. No, no, I mean it, it was perfect. The way they did it, it was perfect. At that time, the the, the game was still close. You don't want to make him wait until the seventh, the eighth, and then pick a spot. And what if you don't have a spot? What if the uh, the DH doesn't come up? What if the first baseman doesn't come up? I think uh, Brian Snitker. And, and Dusty Baker did a fan, fantastic job of managing those two superstars and the rest of the team. Polo Sencio continues to join us here on Sports Open Line. Uh, a lot of talk right now about Juan Soto. Cardinal fans really want to see him wearing the birds on the bat. It seems like that's going to be a challenge for that to pull off. Has there been is, has that discussion? Has there been much scuttlebutt about that uh, during the All Star break? You know, I, I did hear something. I did hear a couple of things. I was there during the, uh, the uh, media availability. And, of course, that question came up in Spanish, in English, in Japanese. Everybody wanted to know, and hey, what is he going to say? What is, what is Juan Soto going to say? Hey, I'm here. I'm happy where I'm at. If, I, if they trade me, they trade me. If not, I'll pay the rest of my contract or the rest of the season and then the contract. 
And then you have Scott Boris. You know, Mister, he had he he was the ringmaster of this whole situation. He was always next to Juan Soto. And then at, at one point, when the uh, National League team left, and we were waiting for the American League team to come into their spots, well, Scott Boris had a little impromptu uh, press conference there in the middle of all this situation. So I mean, it, it's gonna be uh, interesting to see where he lands. I know St. Louis, everybody talking about the Cardinals, everybody's talking about the Yankees, some people talking about the Dodgers, the Mets. I mean, whoever wants him is going to get him. If you really want that guy, you are going to go and get him, regardless of prospects or, or players on, the, on the, uh, the big league roster. If you really want that guy, and I'm talking in general, you are going to go and get him. It's, it's, it's plain and simple. The guy is available, and all I can say is if I was a GM and I had the resources and I had the talent, to trade for somebody like Juan Soto, you go and trade for somebody like Juan Soto. You know, everybody talked about last season what the Dodgers did with Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. I mean, it worked out for them to to a point. They didn't make it to the World Series, but because of the Braves were that good. But look at this season, what Trey Turner is doing. You know, Trey Turner is basically leading baseball in a bunch of in a bunch of things, and, and he is a, a great piece on a very good Dodger team that we just saw last week in, in St. Louis. So maybe if it didn't work out for them with Trey Turner last year in the month or two months that he was there, well, now this season, maybe they can make it work for them, right? Whoever gets Juan Soto is going to get this season and two more. We're not getting, or whoever gets them, they're not getting a player for two months and then bye-bye. No, 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 no. It's two months and two more seasons. Whoever gets this guy is going to get a guy for, let's just say, three seasons. For three seasons, you're going to have one of the best and the most exciting players in baseball, other than Shohei Otani and Bryce Harper, perhaps, and with us, of course, uh, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, Paul, uh, uh, Juan Soto. I mean, who doesn't want Juan Soto in their team? And anybody who goes to get them, just because of that, they're going to be a lot better, and they're going to be a candidate to make the playoffs and perhaps all the way to the World Series, depending where he lands. I still think it's unlikely the Cardinals pulled off, but if they were to, and we start to do the the dreaming of what it would look like, you could put up Goldschmidt, Arenado, and Soto as a top three hitters in the middle of your order with any team in baseball. Any team in baseball. And can we say that right now? I mean, with all the respect to everybody who is in the roster right now, but there's no Juan Soto. I mean, we have Goldie. We have Nolan Arenado. We have really good players like Dylan Carlson and Tommy Edmond. But do we have a Juan Soto in our team right now? I don't think so. You know, and, and, and anybody you ask, they're going to say that. Yeah, we have good talent, but do we have Juan Soto? We don't have Juan Soto. So if we have a chance, if the Cardinals have a chance to go get Juan Soto, I hope it, they make it work because that's going to be a lot of fun. And if it doesn't happen with the Cardinals, whoever gets them is going to get, again, one of the most exciting players in baseball. Not only that, he's like, what, 23, 24? I mean, give me a break. We have a lot of young talent in our team. And with this guy coming in, the young talent that we have, it's kind of like an Albert Pujols thing. Like, the young talent that we have in our team is going to get better just because of Juan Soto. It's like he doesn't only make the, the, the lineup better. He makes the pitchers better. Obviously, in, in uh, Washington, it worked out for one season. And then the rest, they basically just blew that team open. But 
when you have a player that is going to produce, if, if he stays healthy, he is going to produce. So instead of fighting to win games three to two, four to three, you're going to be able to compete and, and score six, seven runs. Now, you, you go and ask any player, any player, any pitcher, especially in baseball, go ask them, hey, would you rather have a team that can score five, six runs constantly for you? Or are you okay with being with a team that scores three, four, maybe five runs in one game? I mean, any team, any pitcher is going to say, you know what? Let's go for the guy who can help you score six, seven runs. So whoever gets them, any team that gets them, is going to be better from number one to number 26 or 28 or whatever, how many guys in the roster you have at a, at a time, is going to be a lot better because of Juan Soto. I mean, the, the Nationals are the Nationals, and, and they, you know they, they don't have a good team. They have a very young team right now. They have a couple of our prospects there that we traded uh, for uh, uh, last, last season when we got a couple guys from them. I mean, but that team is way too young to, to, to rely on Juan Soto. Now, you put Juan Soto on a team that, like the Cardinals, has a lot of young talent and some really superstar power veterans, watch out. He is Polo Asensio. Polo, thank you so much for the time. I, I look forward to seeing you at the ballpark when the Cardinals return home and officially meeting you. But uh, glad we got to chat a little bit here and uh, meet each other over the radio here. Hey, any anytime, and we'll see you next week. Remember, next week, three games, games against the Cubs, three games against the Yankees over the weekend. You can listen to them all. In Espanol, La Tremenda 880, and the MLB at that up with your Yours truly, Polo Atenso, my partner in crime, who, by the way, had a birthday yesterday, Benji Molina. Awesome. Very good. Happy birthday to Benji Molina. Polo, thanks so much for the time. <laughs> Thank you, guys. See you uh, soon. Uh, there's uh, Polo Sencio joining us here uh, on the program. I saw this earlier. Uh, Mike uh, Patriciello uh, tweeted out the top players through age 23. I'll give you that list coming up uh, later on in the program, but we're also going to shift gears and talk some hockey coming up. Matthew Kachuk, could he be a blue? We'll discuss it coming up. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. News Radio KMOX, the home of the Cardinals. The Major League Baseball All-Star break tends to be the slowest sports time of the year. Thankfully, we've had Juan Soto rumors to talk about. We've also had Matthew Kachuk rumors to talk about and to discuss those in more detail. We're very happy to welcome on to the program. He covers the Blues for uh, NHL.com. He is Lou Korak. Follow him on Twitter at LKorak10. Lou, thanks so much for uh, taking some time with us. Uh, let's let's start with this. Is there any shot whatsoever that Matthew Kachuk could be wearing the blue note this upcoming season? Well, I guess there's always a shot. I mean, with uh, some of the things that have transpired here over the last couple of days with uh, obviously him informing reportedly informing the flames that he does not intend to sign long term and with them taking him to arbitration and that date has been set now uh for august the 11th um it's pretty much a precursor that uh calgary has really got no choice right now but to get whatever they can for him i mean they and try to trade them because they just went through the disaster of losing Johnny Gaudreau for nothing. And for them to have to go through that again next summer potentially would be disastrous for their franchise. And uh, to lose two franchise-altering players in back-to-back years, so they, they really don't have a choice but to trade them. And obviously, with that being the scenario, 
Sure, he'd, he'd entertain any thought of coming back home for him, uh, but, you know, there's there's a lot of components that have to fall into place for this to happen, and uh, it would be much, I don't want to say easier, but it's it's more doable from a Blues perspective if they weren't so tight up against the salary cap, but with them being really pressed up against the, uh, the ceiling of the salary cap and with, you know, the potential and necessity of having to move salary out in order to bring in a Matthew Kachuk, get him signed long-term, which is going to eat up a, a good portion of your salary cap. You're going to have to move somebody out. And for them, that's where the dilemma really jumps in because the players that uh, they would probably have to move out, majority of them all have no trade clauses. So basically, you know, they get, they kind of get to dictate this process. And I think, you know, that's that's one of the bigger challenges that Doug Armstrong is going to be dealing with here in trying to make this work if the Blues are even going to have a shot at them. Yeah, that was kind of my next question for you because who – part of it is clearing the space, but also part of it is finding players who make enough money that Calgary would even be interested in taking on. And then, as you just alluded to, then you have uh, the no-trade stuff that you have to work through. But those first two things, it's hard to look at this roster and find the guys that make enough money that you feel like Calgary would even be interested in. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, they're not going to just take guys that you would prefer to unload off of your your team and, 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 and off of your cap list just for the simple fact of appeasing the blues, that's not what the Calgary flames are in this for. They're going to want maximum return for Matthew Kachuk. And, uh, you know, you look at the blues roster, you know, you would, you would tend to think uh, Vladimir Tarasenko would be right up at the forefront, but you know, from their perspective, why would they do that? Because a, he's a seven and a half million dollar cap hit with one year remaining B you know, you're still talking about a guy that's 31 years old and uh, is going to be a potential. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Not potentially, he is going to be an unrestricted free agent in one year. So, what makes you think that he's going to a want to go there? He has a no trade clause. B, uh, what makes you think he's going to want to resign there long term? So, uh, that that would almost if, if you're talking about a Tarasenko, you're almost going to have to talk about dragging a third team into this. And that's another challenge that, that that's presented. Who is going to be that third team if you're going to go that avenue? My guess is, and I, I know it's been out there, Jordan Cairo is probably the guy that you're going to start with here. And that that's not, that's not to say that that's going to be what's going to do it here. You know, he has a very minimal salary, but he would be a very, he would be a very entertaining and intriguing piece for Calgary to bring in, but that's just not going to be enough from a blues perspective to be able to clear enough cap space to make this work work. And that's why I think this is going to be really difficult for Doug Armstrong to do because just simply because from a cap perspective, uh, this, this is going to be a a really big challenge. If you lose a Kairou in the deal, you lose that the skill set, especially of speed, and you think about putting together that entire roster for a postseason run, and you think about trying to knock down the difference between you and in the Colorado Avalanche. Obviously, you get better if you're going Kachuk for Kairou, but at the same time, are you getting that much better? You, I mean, you're obviously like you see, you're going to lose something in that, and that's the speed element that he brings, uh, just his explosiveness and. Uh, 
he has that and that necessarily that Matthew Kachuk doesn't have. But Matthew definitely brings other elements to this team, grit, sandpaper, <laughs> and he's a game changer. And th- those are some things that, you know, the Blues could definitely use on, on this roster. And, uh, you know, you're talking about, you know, a kid that is just going to get better and literally is getting into the prime years of his career. You're probably going to get him when you get him. You're going to get him at the best years of his career. And he's just coming off of a 100-plus point season. And the Blues haven't had that since, what, 1993, I believe it was, with Brendan Shanahan. So that tells you how long they've had, you know, just – the kind of guy that can impact a game for you. And uh, those are elements that they definitely can use and use to their advantage against Colorado. Are you going to lose something if Jordan Cairo goes the other way? Absolutely. But, you know, this is a team that prides itself on beating opponents as a group. They're not one of these teams that, you know, you talked about Colorado earlier. They don't have the kind of skill that Colorado has where they can just take one guy and say, go out, go out and win a game for us. The Blues just don't have that. If, and if they can build that kind of a roster where you add a piece like this to the core that they have right now, I think it's just going to strengthen them even more. All right, so let's move past Kachuk. Let's, just, let's assume for a second that's just not going to happen. With the limited cap space, do you feel like there are still moves for the Blues to be made this offseason? Uh, again, it's, it's going to be tough just because of that. But, uh, I would think that, uh, if nothing happens on that front, they're probably, if anything, they're probably going to have to look to maybe try to move somebody off of their, uh, off of their blue line, just simply because they've got, they've got five guys on on the left-hand side and three more on the right that are all NHL ready players. Uh, and I know that they've done it in the past where, you know, and they needed it last year with the injuries that they had. But uh, it's just hard for me to see them going into the season with that many NHL caliber defensemen. Maybe you can maybe you can get yourself uh, middle tier forward for a defenseman uh, that you're willing to part with, uh, depending on who that is. You know, I mean, I know out there that, you know, a lot of people would like to see them move Marco Scandella's contract. And I'm sure the Blues would like to do that. But you're not going to be able to get anything in return. That that would be basically just a clear cap space, and maybe you throw in something just just to kind of sweeten the pot for a team to take on that contract. Uh, is a guy like a Scott Perunovich is is he enticing to somebody if they're even willing to move him? That's that's a question that they have to answer. Uh, you know, I know Tory Krug's name's been floated out there, but I haven't heard. I haven't heard personally myself anything along those lines. That would be a big contract if you're able to shed that, uh, you know, because you have two players there in Perunovic and Krug that really play a similar style. So it's hard for me to see them going into the season with the same kind of player there that, you know, both both can do the same kinds of things. So if they do anything, I, I would see it along those lines. But if not, uh, I think this roster, uh, especially up front, is pretty much set. Uh, I could see them definitely, and Doug Armstrong's made no bones about it. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko's got one year left on his contract. Whether he wants to stay here beyond this next upcoming season or not is to be debated still, Uh, but he's willing to go into this season uh, ready for him to fulfill his contract and uh, let the chips fall where they may. And if they have to lose him for nothing uh, next summer, I think they're ready to deal with that. 
Last thing for you, if you were to put a percentage chance that Tarasenko is on the roster on opening night this upcoming season, what would that percentage chance be for you? Uh, I I think that's tied in with what they what happens or doesn't happen with Kachuk. If they don't make that trade, I think he's here. If they do make that trade, I think he's gone. So it's basically going to be tied to that one way or another because you simply I just you simply can't have both of those guys on this team, you know, with the cap space. And I know I keep alluding to that, but that's just the situation that these guys are dealing with right now. And that's why I think this is this is going to be a a tough thing to handle. So to me, if Kachuk is here, a hundred percent to me, he's gone. If he's not, I think he's on the roster and I think he's, uh, he plays out his contract here in St. Louis. He is Luke Korak covers the blues for NHL.com. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time. Look forward to uh, checking in with you again here very soon. Hey Matt, take care. Thanks for having me. All right. Very good. There's Luke Korak joining us here on sports open line. Again, uh, I don't know. I, I, I want it. I want to see Matthew Kachuk end up as a St. Louis blue. I don't know. It just it, the the salary cap ramifications of it. And again, what I said to him, you have to include players in this deal that you you're lowering your salary. And you look at the big money players, probably outside of Tarasenko, you look at the big money players. How many of those guys would Calgary even be interested in? And if they're not interested in them, well, then do they think they can then spin them off, or do you just bring in a third team? And we rarely see three team deal. Like there's just. There's so much. It is complicated. It is very, very complicated. Going to shift gears coming up in our uh, final segment this hour. A new contract done for a college football coach, which is just insane. My question is, are college football coaches being paid too much money? We'll discuss it in just a moment at Sports Open Line on KMOX. I am not somebody who begrudges others for how much money they make. If you can go make that much money, more power to you. So I I almost feel a little dirty here even bringing this up. Because I don't like the whole, hey, does this guy make too much money conversation? No, this individual makes as much money because we live in a free market and somebody has said you are worth this amount of money. Georgia football. Well, obviously, they've had a lot of success here recently. Their head coach, Kirby Smart, he has signed a new 10-year contract that's going to pay him $112.5 million as he's locked in through the 2031 season. So that has an annual average value of just under $11.5 million. He's going to make about $10.25 million this upcoming season, and by the time uh, the contract wraps up in 2031, he's going to be at $12.25 million, of course, if coaching salaries continues to move up in an upward direction, and if he continues to have the amount of success that he has had recently, he'll never get to the end of this contract. He will have a new contract before then that's going to pay him a whole lot more money than what this one is paying him. So these are insane numbers for a college football coach, and he becomes the highest-paid coach. LSU got Brian Kelly when they gave him a 10-year, $95 million contract, so that averages out to $9.5 million dollars. Now you got smart making better than $11 million per year over the life of the contract. So to put that in perspective, these are the highest paid coaches in the NFL. Sean McVay of the Rams, he is number one. He's making somewhere between $15 and $18 million per year. Then you have Bill Belichick, who obviously 
has accomplished a lot. I think it's an easy argument to say that Belichick should probably be the highest paid football coach walking the face of the earth based off what he's done. He makes $12.5 million per year. Those are the only NFL coaches who are going to be making more money than Kirby Smart. And those guys coach at what is considered the highest level with the NFL and smart coaches at, at the college level. The bigger picture here on this, and this is something that I really care about. I'm a big college sports guy, and the business of college sports and the inequities of college sports uh, really interest me. It's a, it's we're at this we're at this crossroads, and we've been at the crossroads for a while. And I don't know if we're ever going to cross over into something where college football splits off from everything else and what is currently already a have and have not system becomes that much more. But this is just, it is a great example of where college football has gone, that these college football coaches are making more money than than coaches at the NFL level. Now, I would actually argue that if I had the choice to be a college coach or an NFL coach, and, and we were talking about which one is more challenging, the, the basic idea is as you advance in your career, you should be doing more challenging things, right? Well, I don't I don't think that's the case here. I would argue that it's actually easier to coach in the NFL than it is to coach in college. If you're a college coach, you're dealing with boosters, you're dealing with 18 to 22-year-olds, you're dealing with recruiting, you're dealing with all that. If you're an NFL coach, you just coach football. That's all you got to do. You coach football. Uh, are there some bigger egos and some other things like that that you got to deal with? Yeah, sure. But all you're doing is coaching football. So coaching college is arguably the tougher job. So I guess maybe you should make more money because it is a tougher job, but it's still college versus the NFL. And here we are where these boosters are making such an impact. And uh, the the difference between being a pro athlete and a college athlete because of name, image, likeness, those things are just merging more and more. And now you got a guy in Kirby Smart who's making more money than all but two NFL head coaches. I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's good for sports and just continues to push push college sports to a place that you probably don't want it to be pushed to. All right, we're going all baseball in the final hour of the program. My name is Matt Pauley. It's Sports Open Line. We're back in just a few moments right here on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.